Hi and welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. It's March 2015. My name's Gabor. This is a program to help you uh, with your English. So we've got uh, exercises, uh, vocabulary, we've got uh, pronunciation, interviews, and well, all kinds of stuff that can help you to improve your English. Yeah, let's see what we've got for today. Uh, pronunciation, grammar, then uh, there's an interview, and uh, there's a conversation between Laura and Daniel that we're going to do towards the end of the program. Oh yeah, and also we'll look at a previous interview uh, from a previous program and talk about some grammar points and some vocabulary. Let's get started. All right, let's open today's program with uh, some pronunciation exercise. And, uh, well, today we're going to deal with some vowel sounds, that is, vocales, all right? Um, and, well, we're going to look at words that look similar, at least if you see the vowels in them, but they are pronounced differently. So, uh, let me see. Uh, we've got words here in which we're going to use ow. Yeah, when someone steps on your foot and you say ow. Or, well, similar. Hmm? And then oh, uh, sort of when you're surprised, no? At least when you're surprised the English way. Oh. So that's, that's our second sound. And, uh, well, we've got words that are written with the o. You in them, like, for example, cloud, yeah? The word cloud, like, uh, what is that in Spanish? It's uh, nube, yeah. La nube. That's a cloud, the cloud in English. Uh, written as C-L-O-U-D. But the pronunciation you get is au, yeah? So it's cloud, not cloud, as you would maybe expect. Uh, another word is loud. That is, what is loud in Spanish? That's uh, alto. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, not alto, like a person, but alto el sonido. Yeah, so like, the, you know, like loud music or, yeah, typically, yeah. Turn the music down, it's too loud. Eh? Turn the music down because it's too loud. All right, it's loud, not load. You read O-U, but you're supposed to say ow. Okay, let's move on. Uh, let me see. Um, there's... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, this is a good word. Now, everyone... Well, oh, those who love going to the mountain, they go to the mountain because they like the sun and like... Uh, well, they like... Most of all, they like the green stuff they see, which are the trees, and they love to listen to the birds in the mountain. Uh, not mountain, as you would read it. Mountain would be the correct form to say it. Again, you read O-U, but you say ow. Mountain. Yeah, three words here. Cloud, loud, mountain. All three written with O-U, but pronounced as ow. Great. Let's move on. Words. Um, yeah, all these words that I'm going to say now 
are written with O-W. Like, for example, you would say now, like now in this moment. Mm, well, it's not pronounced as no. Yeah, it's pronounced now, even though you see an O-W in it. Uh, another word, shower. Yes, the shower that you take in the morning or in the evening or whenever uh, is shower, not shower or shower or whatever. Hmm? Shower. And similarly, flowers, flower. But it's not flower, it's flower. And uh, we've got two more words here that I've uh, got in my list. Tower and power. And neither of the two are O, but AU. So not TOWER or TOWER or POWER. Hmm? Power, tower. Uh, yes, so the words we've had were cloud, loud, mountain, now, shower, flower, tower, power. Yeah, let's just move on. Um, we've got... Yes, now the following words are written the same way as the previous ones. That is with O, W, and the pronunciation is O, as you would expect. So this is great. The words are low, show, blow, flow. That is uh, low, like bajo, show, like uh, espectáculo, uh, blow, like soplar, and flow, like fluir. Already, so let's move on. The next thing is gonna be quite fun, because uh, here really, I mean, what you see and what you read, it just, uh, hmm, they just look confusing. Um, the word uh, arena in Spanish is flower in English. The same pronunciation as flower, the f la flor. Hmm? Um, the, what you see is O-U, like, uh, you know, I mean, F-L-O-U-R. This is flower, arena. Um, maybe you would uh, expect it to be pronounced as a flor, but it's not flor, it's flower. However, when you see the word por, which means uh, servir, uh, servir uh, agua or lo que sea. Uh, this is written as P-O-U-R. Exactly the same O-U as in flower, which is arena. But here the pronunciation is not flower, like power. No, it's poor. So P-O-U-R is pronounced as poor, just like door with two O's in it, yeah? D-O-O-R and P-O-U-R are both pronounced or. Door, poor. Now, if this is getting a bit confusing for you, then it's the moment now to go to createenglish.com and look for the radio blog and look for these words in the summary of today's program. <music> Uh, 
Okay, uh, well, let's move on. Grammar, mm, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to point out some grammar points for different levels uh, that I see with my students uh, in, well, in, in different groups and different levels um, that, um, well, the students are mostly Spanish speakers, Spanish or Catalan speakers, and they, well, you know, these, these issues just come back and I think, I think they're worth talking about. Um, let's begin with one elementary level. So I'm going to slow down and speak slower now. Um, well, a lot of students confuse, you know, the countable, uncountable nouns and also the plural singulars. Um, so, for example, take trousers. Yeah, pants, trousers. Uh, in English, you, you say a pair of trousers. Uh, but in Spanish, you say un pantalón. So, using the same logic, you might uh, think that uh, a trouser is correct. Like, for example, he has a blue trouser, or similar, instead of he has a pair of blue trousers. He has a pair of blue trousers, or simply, he has blue trousers. Mm, trousers, pants, gloves are used with a pair of, usually. Hmm? Not just a glass or a scissor. That's not correct in English. English. Let's move on. Mm. Oh, yeah. She wearing a jacket. She wearing a jacket. What's missing here? Well, a tiny little z is missing. So, she's wearing. She's wearing. Because she is wearing a jacket now, today, in this moment. Hmm? Uh, next one. Oh, yes. La persona más alta en la clase. The taller person in the class. The taller person. Well, when we want to say la persona más alta de la clase, pues no, no se dice así. The taller would be just the compar comparative form. Uh, that is tall, alto, taller, más alto. But el más alto o la más alta would be the tallest. That's the superlative in English. English today. Enough, enough of grammar for today. So uh, I think in the next program we're going to do the, the other exercises for intermediate and upper intermediate levels. This is Create English on Ripollet Radio. Yeah, well, next up is um, an interview I made with uh, a Hungarian man uh, who lives in Ripollet, and he, um, he speaks very good English. And so it was um, nice to talk to him about his uh, profession. He's an anthropologist. That is, um, yeah, he studies people, society, etc. And I asked him some questions about his, um, his uh, years as a, as a student and his, um, his present and we talked about all kinds of things. The first thing I'm going to ask Abel is how he came to Ripollet. Let's see what he says. 
Okay, so um, here we are with uh, Create English on Ripollet Radio, and um, I'd like to welcome Abel Beremeni, who is a lecturer and researcher at the Autonomous University in Bellaterra, La Universidad Autónoma, and, uh, well, he's actually a lecturer and researcher at the Department of Social and Cultural Anthropology. Is this correct, Abel? Yeah, that's, that's right. Thank you for your invitation. It's nice to be here. What we're going to do now is uh, just chat. And, uh, well, this would be like an opportunity for the listeners to, to learn some, some grammar, some vocabulary about anthropology. So, we are in Ripollet, and you are in Ripollet. And could you tell us, please, how you arrived here? I mean, how did your story begin? Okay, so... I don't remember whether you have mentioned, but I'm Hungarian, I'm from Hungary, from Budapest. And actually I came to live in Spain, in Catalonia in 2001. And uh, I arrived here as a, as a student. I just wanted to uh, discover Spain as a student, as a master student. There you go. So Abel uh, arrived here in Spain uh, in 2001 as a student. Did he come to Ripollet directly, or he was somewhere else? So, I used to live actually at the beginning in Barcelona, Barcelona City, and I really loved it as everybody who lives there. And uh, later on in 2004 or 2005, I, uh, well, I got married, I had kids and whatever, so I decided to come to find a flat, as everybody did in this time in Spain. So, Abel did not come to Ripollet directly. First, he was in Barcelona, and he loved it. Um, and the, the expression he uses is, I used to live, which is a good one. Um, it means, um, well, I lived in Barcelona in the past, but not anymore. So when that happens, you say, I used to. I used to do this, I used to do that. I used to live in Barcelona means I lived there in the past, but not anymore, not now in the present. Students sometimes uh, confuse this with usually, and instead of usually, for the present, they say I used to, uh, thinking it's about the present, but no, it's not, it's the past. Okay, uh, next, um, did he live in Barcelona in the same place or in different places? Yeah, I lived in Barcelona, actually I lived in several places and in mm -hmm. several neighborhoods and uh, once uh, we got married we decided to leave Barcelona because uh, well we wanted to have our own home uh, and uh, a little bit cozier place to live. A little bit cozier place to live. Very good expression. Cozy. C-O-S-Y uh, and cozier in the comparative form, that is, um, well, how would you say that in Spanish? Un, un sitio acogedor, pequeñito, uh, seguro, todo esto es cozy. So this is what he wanted to find, and, well, he found it here, in Ripollet. Now we're moving on to talking about his profession, anthropology. Listen to my question in the interview, and listen to what definition Abel gives for this word anthropology. Now anthropology is a Greek word, of, I mean it's a word of Greek origin, isn't it? 
It means the study of human beings. Human beings. Yeah, he says human beings, which means seres humanos, uh, el humano. Okay, being is written B E I N G. I'm going to ask Abel how he got the idea of becoming an anthropologist, and he tells us uh, about his previous sort of life, what he was before becoming an anthropologist. Listen out for that. Now, how how did you begin this? I mean, how did you get the idea to study the human beings? Actually, in, uh, um, I just decided it because I used to be an economist. I did uh, business studies and I worked in a bank and I had just very fuzzy ideas about what anthropology might be. So I decided to study it, just like you mentioned what anthropology is. I had no idea. I had just fuzzy ideas about uh, anthropologists who are working in the jungle with <laughs> <laughs> Indians or whatever. Uh, mm, Have you ever done that yourself? Like, no, 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 never. It's, it's never, not the kind of anthropology that uh, no, you I, do. Uh -huh. Actually, I did not. Uh -huh. You're listening to Create English. And we're listening to an interview I made with Abel Beremeni, a Hungarian anthropologist who lives here in Ripollet. Yeah, so Abel uh, was an economist before becoming an anthropologist. He says economist, um, economy, economist. So second syllable should be stressed, not the third. Yeah, my next question is uh, how he remembers his uh, years as a student here. Did he enjoy being a student or not? And uh, what does he say about his first colleagues or the first uh, mates, you know, the first uh, students he met? Um, where did they come from, mostly? What part of the world? How do you remember your first months as a student? Because you said you were an economist. Yeah. I suppose you studied economy. That's right. In, in, in Budapest. Back in Budapest. And then, you know, in what is it different to be here as a student? Or? Well, it was absolutely different because uh, I was not anymore a graduate student. So uh -huh. uh, I enjoyed university life much more. And uh, in general terms, uh, the university campus is a very free and very... Um, creative atmosphere, uh, there's a uh, creative atmosphere, so I really got involved in movie, in whatever clubs, and uh, most of all, I, I started to live in, in the university campus, where mostly uh, the um, students who live at Mayatera uh, campus mm -hmm. are uh, um, Latin American students. So oh, okay. this was my first experience of uh, of knowing uh, colleagues, friends, and uh, fellow students. So actually, I, I got to know uh, much more Latin American students than Spanish or Catalan students. He says, I got to know much more Latin American students than Catalan students. A better way of saying this would be a lot more Latin American students. Because we're talking about people, so 
I got to know a lot more Latin American students than Catalan ones. But the expression got to know is a very good one. It means uh, conocer. Conocer, hacer uh, amigos. And uh, get to know. Get to know someone is a great expression. Instead of using meet, you can say meet. But when you get to know someone is really when you start talking and find out information about the other person. And you share information. That's when you get to know someone. So it is not physical or biological anthropology. This is just the, the important point that uh, in the origins, back in the 19th century, anthropologists uh, measured people, like measuring the, the, the crane, the head of people, how tall they are, how, uh, the, the, the tone of the color and the color of, the, of their uh, skin, whatever. This is what I'm not doing and I'm not interested <laughs> in oh, it at all. At all, very good expression. But I'm not interesting. Rather, I'm not interested. Uh, I'm not interested because something is not interesting for me. So if you go to the cinema and the film is not interesting, then you are not interested in the film. Similar, if the film is boring, you are bored because the film is not interesting. See the 
So, if Abel is not an anthropologist who examines people based on their physical appearance, then what does he do? So, what we try to do that we are uh, concerned about is uh, is uh, much like uh, societies and how societies work and what are the un- underlining logics of the of the society and evidently how culture is related with society. Remember the word is society, uh, so it's not society or whatever that you can also hear uh, from students. Society. Yeah, he uses it in the right way. What is the difference between uh, him as a researcher and other kind of uh, researchers that he mentions in the way they study people? What is the difference? Uh, we do research on the field, so we touch people, we, we speak with people. Uh, it's not the same as a sociologist who research much more in general terms and global terms, uh, work a lot with a uh, huge amount of people. We are working in, in very particular situations. We speak, we, we talk with people, we are involved perhaps for for months or for, for years, even for years. They go to small communities, small groups of people, and they do what is called field work. Field work is um, practical, hands-on. Where did he start his research and when? Well, I, I started my research ten, more than 10 years ago in a, in a poor neighborhood just close to Bar- uh, Barcelona city. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to live there for more than, a year, uh, more than two years, actually. I used to live there. And as an anthropologist of education, I, I was involved in two different schools, in a high school and in a primary school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working in this context with different uh, people with different nationalities and, and ethnic background. What I try to find out is... Uh, why school uh, or how school reproduces inequalities in society. So why is it that actually we expect that school changes the world and in reality it just reproduces some inequalities and, and, uh, and power relations. I asked him uh, why he knew English so well and uh, if he used it every day. Yeah, basically we, we, we need English because uh, the, the most important mat- material that we are using is, is literature, uh, scientific literature, scientific literature. So this is why we need uh, the language and any time we just uh, uh, want to do research and, and share it with inter- in international uh, conferences and, and with colleagues, we need English because uh, generally work, uh, I mean, the scientific word is uh, Anglo-Saxon, so we need it. it. It's just an obligation. Yeah, so the scientific world is, well, uses English widely and, uh, you know, anthropology is no exception. Um, colleagues, good one. Colleagues, means um, the people you work with, which in Spanish is rather like colegas, are like you know friends, um, mates, but not in English. Colleagues means the people you work with. Did you begin learning English in, in elementary school or, or in... Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. I, I, I started to learn it in elementary school, then in, in the secondary school, 
and after school classes and uh -huh. I used to live in England for some months and but actually I, I did my university courses in English as well so I, I, I really worked it a lot I mean it, it's, it was not an easy job and, and still I need, need to improve it a lot but well it's a, it's a long process a never-ending process I also asked him about music. What about music in your life? Yeah, actually music is, is one of the most important things in my life. I, I used to learn uh, piano, uh, cello and, and uh, flute. And the flute. Well, and the, the flute. The flute or the recorder? The recorder. The recorder, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the, this instrument, the recorder, is the flauta dulce. All right, so it's not the flute in English because the flute is la flauta travesera. So this is also something to remember because in Spanish it looks similar, but they mean two different things. Um, Abel says, um, before we finish the interview, he says that, um, well, he doesn't really play instruments, but he learned how to play some instruments and this helped him in something. It helped him to understand music better and to enjoy music better. Just listen out for this in this last part. I cannot really play the guitar, I cannot really play the piano, but I can enjoy music and this is what I, I think that the, the most important thing about learning an instrument or playing on, a, on an instrument is um, the capacity to understand music. And uh, this is why I, I really love music and, and it means a lot for me. I would like to thank you for coming here and, um, and for this interview about your research and your work as an anthropologist. I'm going to listen to this interview. I'm going to pick some parts that uh, I think are useful because of grammar or vocabulary. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and well, I'm going to just uh, include it in the program for the listeners. So thanks for your help. Okay, thank you for the invitation. Okay, see you later. We're going to, to continue now the program with another interview that I made with a learner of English in a past program. And uh, we're going to point out some expressions from that one. So keep listening. Well, the first bit we are going to hear is from the first part of the interview which is uh, part of an answer that Alba gave to my first question. And my first question was, how are you, Alba, today? And then she said she was feeling well, and especially because... Because it's a free day, uh, a second free day in this week. Yes, the second free day in this week. This is what Alba says. Um, it would be just perfect without the in. Hmm? So, before this week, next week, last week, in English you don't use a preposition, right? So, it would be the second free day this week, not the second free day in this week. Okay, let's continue. Uh, let's listen to my next question. These days, I mean, do you use English in your daily work or not? Actually, I don't. Yes, so I asked her, do you use English in your daily work, like every day at work. 
And she answers, well, actually, I don't, or I don't actually. Now, here she uses the word actually the right way. Uh, when I asked her, do you use English every day for work? She says, no, actually, I don't. Bueno, la verdad es que no. She's saying, de hecho, no, right? So the meaning of actually is de hecho, and Alba uses it here the right way. These days, I mean, do you use English in your daily work or not? Actually, I don't. Yes, she's saying actually because I asked her, I mean, you know, you are learning English. Why are you learning English? And she doesn't need English for work, really, or for take, you know, because she wants to take an exam or similar. No, she needs it for something else. And here it is. I like very much travel. So, there you go. She likes traveling. That's what she wants to say. I like very much travel. Okay, so this is a small thing, but uh, really when you say I like, you can say two things. I like to travel or I like traveling. But I like travel alone is not completely correct. Hmm? Let's listen to the next clip. And the last year I decided to, to learn seriously. And the last year I decided to learn seriously. <laughs> the last year. Well, small thing, but again, no the is necessary. Last year. Last year. This means the year before this one. And the last year I decided to, to learn seriously. So, the last year is possible, but not in this context, not with this meaning. When you mean the year before this one or the week before this one, it's simply last. Last year, last week, last time, etc. Next, I asked Alba about the most difficult things in English for her. For me, it's the verbs, mm -hmm. the phrasal verbs, mm -hmm. the um, um, vocabulary. Yeah, okay, we understand everything, it's clear. Mm, pronunciation, vocabulary. Vocabulary is vocabulary. V, and the verbs, verbs would be like verbs instead. Hmm? For me, it's the verbs, mm -hmm. the phrasal verbs, mm -hmm. the um, um, vocabulary. Right, so when you see a V written, in Spanish you say, buh, 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 buh. I just like a B. But, um, but in English it's a V sound. Yeah? The position is the same for, as for the F, F, F. But it sounds a little more resonant. Yeah? V, 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 like verbs and Victoria, etc. My next question was uh, what Alba did for learning English. I, I tried to listen uh, the pronunciation. Uh -huh. So she tries to listen to the pronunciation. Small thing, but uh, listen goes with to. You listen to something. You listen to somebody, not just listen. So you listen to a song, not listen a song. And uh, you listen to pronunciation, not listen pronunciation alone. I, I try to listen uh, the pronunciation. Here's another example for the same thing. The last, the last week I listened one phrase in a movie. The last week I listened one phrase in a movie. That is, 
Last week I heard a phrase, an expression in the movie. Uh, again, same thing. Last, not the last week. And the last, the last week I listened one phrase in a movie. Listen to, listen to me, listen to the teacher, listen to the radio, listen to music. To, listen to. Let's move on. And I like very much this expression. I like very much this expression. Hmm. Okay. You should use very much at the end. So that's I like this expression very much. And I like very much this expression. This is Create English on Ripollet Radio. Okay, so it's kids' block time and I'm going to slow down again. Ahora empezaremos con unos ejercicios para principiantes. Um, I'd like to I'd like to play three little clips to point out something about the English language. Ahora voy a mostraros uh, tres ejemplos sencillos de una cosa que es importante y eso se llama juntar palabras. Los ejemplos van a ser presentarse, decir la edad y decir de dónde somos. So the three examples will be Uh, saying your name, saying your age, and saying where you are from. So let's listen how Laura and Daniel do it. A ver cómo hacen esto Laura y Daniel. Hi Daniel, I'm Laura. Laura dice, Hi Daniel, I'm Laura. I'm Laura. Uh, she doesn't say, I am Laura. She could. But it's uh, more common to say I'm in conversations. Entonces, I'm Laura es más común que I am Laura a la hora de hablar. I'm your, his, she's, we're, etc. Entonces, uh, día al día mm, decimos I'm, I'm, I'm. Right? Hi, Daniel. I'm Laura. I'm, ¿qué más? Uh, edad. The age. How old are you? I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm 40. Eh, para empezar, la edad no se expresa con have en inglés. Es decir, no decimos I have 20 years o algo así. Um, I'm 30, I'm 20, I'm 40. ¿Vale? O sea, I am, I'm, your, his, she's, etc. Let's listen to Laura and Daniel. I'm 10, and you? I'm 11. Daniel says, I'm 10, and Laura says, I'm 11. Daniel dice, tengo 10 años, y Laura dice, tengo 11. Pero usan I'm. Okay? You can say, I'm 10 years old. Podemos decir, tengo 10 años, completo. Pero también, I'm 10, I'm 11. Están perfectamente bien. I'm 10, and you? I'm 11. And finally, uh, where are you from? I'm from. I'm from. I am from. 
Tampoco decimos I am from, right? I'm, I'm, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from England, I'm from Spain, I'm from Barcelona, or whatever. I'm from Mexico. Yeah, Laura says, I'm from Mexico. I'm from. Esto quiere decir, I am from. Pero como es una conversación coloquial, en lugar de decir, I am, muchas veces decimos, I'm. I'm, I'm. Um, well, uh, we are going to listen to a conversation between Laura and Daniel. Vale, escucharemos una conversación entre Daniel y Laura. Y voy a preguntaros unas cosas. Y luego contestaremos las preguntas en el programa. Okay, so here's the first question. What's Daniel drawing? What is Daniel drawing? ¿Qué está dibujando Daniel? Second. Does Laura think that Daniel is good at drawing? ¿Qué piensa Laura? ¿Que Daniel es bueno en dibujar? Number three. Does he like drawing cars? Does he like drawing cars? ¿Le gusta dibujar coches? Next one. What drawing does Laura want to see? What drawing does Laura want to see? ¿Qué dibujo quiere ver Laura? Question number five. Does Laura like drawing? Does Laura like drawing? ¿A Laura le gusta dibujar? Um, and the last one is... Uh, does Laura prefer dancing or drawing? Does Laura prefer dancing or drawing? ¿Qué le gusta a Laura más? ¿Bailar o dibujar? Hi, Daniel. Hi, Laura. How are you? Well, thanks. What are you doing? I'm drawing. Ah, that's nice. What are you drawing? Can I see it? Sure. Is it an airplane? Yes, but it's not ready yet. It's really pretty. You're good at drawing. Yeah, I like drawing a lot. What do you usually draw? Do you have favorites? I like drawing cars most and airplanes and big dinosaurs too. Dinosaurs? Can you show me one? Mm, I'm not sure if I have them in this notebook. Yeah, here's one. Wow, this is very nice. How did you do it? I saw it in a book that teaches you how to draw. Nice. Do you also like drawing? I do, but I prefer dancing and writing poems. Poems? Yes, I like reading and I sometimes write. It's fun. And also dance? Yes, I do hip-hop and jazz ballet. Do you know what hip-hop is? Well, kind of. We're going to dance in June with the school dance group. You can come and see us if you want. Sure, why not? Well, let's see the answers to the questions. The first one was, what's Daniel drawing? What is Daniel drawing? Is it an airplane? Yes, but it's not ready yet. 
Yes, so Daniel is drawing an airplane. Un avión. Está dibujando un avión. Next question. Does Laura think Daniel's good at drawing? It's really pretty. You're good at drawing. Yes, she does. She says, it's really pretty. You're good at drawing. Sí, sí. Cree que Daniel dibuja muy bien. Dice, eres bueno en dibujar. The following question. Uh, does he like drawing cars? I like drawing cars, most, and airplanes, and big dinosaurs, too. Yes, he does. He definitely does. Sí que le gusta. De hecho, los coches le gustan más que cualquier otra cosa. He says, I like drawing cars most. Question number four. What drawing does Laura want to see? Dinosaurs? Can you show me one? She wants to see a dinosaur drawing. Quiere ver un dinosaurio. And the last two questions are, does Laura like drawing? And does Laura prefer dancing or drawing? Do you also like drawing? I do, but I prefer dancing. Yes, she does. Laura likes drawing. She says, I do, which means, sí, me gusta. Le gusta dibujar. But, she says, I prefer dancing. Sí, le gusta dibujar, pero dice que prefiere bailar. I do, but I prefer dancing. This is Create English on Ripollet Radio, and we are doing some exercises with the dialogue between two children, Laura and Daniel. And we're actually not going to continue today, uh, but uh, next time. And, uh, well, we've come to the end of the program, and, uh, well, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you want to participate in the program as a student, you can come here to the studio and uh, participate in interviews and, well, exercises. Just, uh, well, let us know. So write an email or get in touch with the radio uh, through the website. Thanks for listening. And, uh, well, see you next time. All the best. Thank you.